the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fact that a church is like a family should increase our love and devotion and commitment and fellowship with each other. The thought that the church is like the bride of Christ, that should stimulate us to aspire for greater purity and holiness and a greater love for Christ and submission to Him. Living, breathing, active, alive, not brick and mortar. The church. It is the body of Christ. And that is our focus today as Pastor Leighton Sheely returns us to our series on the body of Christ. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse. We invite you to spend a few moments with us today as we explore the body of Christ known as the church. Just exactly what is the church? Stick around. Find out. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's program. There are those who know their wolves. They are intentional. They come to a church intending to cause hurt. And then there are those who are unintentional. They are self-deceived. They believe that they are Christian, but in fact they're not, and they're going to be sowing lawlessness. So then, not every group or organization that puts the word church in its title is truly a church as defined by Scripture. And not every person who calls himself a, a Christian is a Christian as defined by Scripture. Now, uh, we can say that the church is both local and universal, and what that means is that in the New Testament, the word church might be applied to a group of believers meeting to worship, ranging anywhere from a small group meeting in a home all the way up to the church universal. Uh, Let me explain what I mean. Um, In Romans 16.5, a house church is called a church by Paul. He says to greet those who are meeting in the home, the church in their house, Aquila and Priscilla. And so a group meeting in a house, a small group, can be called a church. Uh, When he writes his letters, such as to the church at Corinth, he's writing to a church that encompasses an entire city, and Corinth was a large city uh, for that matter. Sometimes the word church is used to refer to believers in a region, a larger area like Asia Minor, or in the case of Acts 9.31, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was built up. So the church is referencing believers in a larger geographical area. And then finally, the word church can also be used to describe the church universal. Paul says Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now that's talking about believers uh, from all centuries and all locations and so forth. And elsewhere he says God is appointed in the church First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and so forth. The point being here that the mention of apostles, uh, they were not given to any specific church. They were given to the church universal. And so here's a reference to the church referring to the church universal. So we can conclude then from Scripture that uh, the word church can apply to any gathering of God's people for worship at any level from a local small group meeting in a home uh, to the church universal. Now, the church is something that is, uh, is spiritual, 
and spiritually discerned. And, and uh, so uh, Jesus and the apostles used metaphors to try to describe the church or aspects of the church so that we could better understand uh, the church. Uh, for instance, um, one of the metaphors that's used to describe the church is that it's a family. And that's why we call each other brother and sister. We're talking about being part of the family of Christ. Paul writes to Timothy, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him, as you would a father. Treat younger men like brothers, older women like mothers, younger women like sisters in all purity. In other words, he's saying, treat other people that are in the church as though they're brothers and sisters. We're part of a family here. Um, God says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty, 2 Corinthians 6.18. So God himself established the nature of the relationship that he's going to have with us is going to be a family relationship. He is our heavenly father. We are brothers and sisters uh, in the Lord. That's a metaphor that helps us understand better the church and how it functions together. We're family. Another metaphor is that we are the bride of Christ. Uh, Ephesians 5.25, Paul makes a connection between the relationship of a husband and wife and Christ and the church. And uh, in 2 Corinthians, he writes, I betrothed you to one husband, that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. And so uh, what he's doing here is he's looking towards the time when the church will be presented to Christ as a bride is presented to her husband. So one of the metaphors that describes the church is we are the bride of Christ. There are other metaphors that uh, we, we've used and heard about from time that, that are in the scriptures, such as the church is compared to branches on a vine, an olive tree, a field of crops, a harvest. Um, it's it's uh, a metaphor of a building, uh, a temple, not built with literal stones, but built with Christian people who are living stones, built on the cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. And uh, as a new group of priests, we're called a holy priesthood that can offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3 talks about us being God's house and that Jesus Christ is our builder. So these are some of the metaphors that we uh, know the the scriptures talk about the church to try to to help us better understand what the church is all about. Uh, One of the metaphors that Jesus used, in fact, was probably his favorite, was he described his church as a flock. And a flock is a reference to a group of sheep. And we're kind of like not... uh, most of us didn't grow up on a farm, so we don't really realize that when Jesus calls us sheep, it's not a compliment. Okay, it's not really a compliment at all. Um, because sheep uh, are kind of limited, okay? Uh, they're not particularly intelligent. Uh, they, they can't run. They can't fight. That puts them at a severe disadvantage uh, in the wild. Um, they can't find their own food. They can't find their own water. Uh, basically, you never hear of a flock of wild sheep because... Sheep in the wild are lunch, okay? And, uh, and so it's not really a compliment when uh, Jesus talks about us as being his flock. What it tells us is we need to be in the presence and protection of the good shepherd. Um, when uh, Jesus asked Simon Peter, do you really love me? Peter said, yes, Lord. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Now, the New Testament uses three different terms uh, to refer to church leaders. It uses the terms presbyteros, which to some of us might sound like the word Presbyterian. That means elder. Uh, It uses the word episkopos, which to some of us might sound like the word episcopal, which uh, is the word for bishop or overseer. And it uses another word, poimen, P-O-I-M-E-N, which is translated shepherd. 
or a pastor. So when you, talk, when you call somebody a pastor, you're calling him uh, a shepherd. And it uses these three words interchangeably uh, and of the same group of people. For instance, the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2 says, To the elders, presbyteros, I say, be shepherds, poimen, of God's flock, serving as overseers, episkopos. And then Acts records for us that Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church, that's the presbyteros, and when they arrived, he said to them, guard yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, episkopos, be pastors of the church of God, poimen of the church of God. So the three terms are used interchangeably uh, of the same group of men to describe aspects of their responsibility as leaders of the church. Um, and then there's another metaphor that we've been studying, a familiar one, the body of Christ. And it's used in, in two slightly varying um, uh, situations. In 1 Corinthians, the whole body is taken as a metaphor for the church, where Paul speaks of the, uh, in, of the, of the eye and the ear and the, and the sense of smell. And that's to be contrasted with uh, the metaphor of the body as used in Ephesians, uh, which refers to Christ being the head. It says, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every joint with which it is supplied, when each part is working properly, makes bodily growth and upbuilds, its, upbuilds itself in love. In other words, it's saying there, we're part of the body of Christ, of which Christ is the head. And so uh, the scriptures give us these various metaphors to help describe to us uh, various aspects of what the church is like. Um, and each of the metaphors uh, is used to help us appreciate more the richness uh, of the privilege that, that uh, Christ has given us by incorporating us into the church. For instance, the fact that a church is like a family should increase our love and devotion and commitment and fellowship with each other. We're talking about an old-fashioned family, the kind that hang together through thick and thin, that are committed to each other. Uh, the thought that the church is like the bride of Christ, that should stimulate us to aspire for greater purity and holiness and a greater love for Christ and submission to him. Uh, the image of the church as branches on the vine, uh, that should cause us to rest in our relationship with him more fully. See, a branch doesn't have to do an awful lot, just hang on to the vine. The vine is what supplies all of what it takes for that branch to be productive. So we just need to hang on to the vine. That's what the choir sang about today. Um, the idea of an agricultural crop should encourage us to continue growing in the Christian life and obtaining for ourselves and others the proper spiritual nutrients needed for growth. Praying, <clears throat> reading the scriptures, uh, and so forth. And then um, the picture of the church as God's new temple. That, that should remind us that, that God is always near. Um, when we gather together, God is here. Uh, and we as individuals are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when we walk out of here, wherever it is that we go, we take God with us. And the concept of the church as a, as a priesthood, well, well, that should help us to see that God has delights, uh, delight in the sacrifices of praise and good deeds that we offer to him just simply because we want to worship him. And the knowledge of our being in the flock of God, well, that should underscore how generous God's provisions and his protection are for us in Christ Jesus, because nothing is going to separate us from our good shepherd. And the metaphor of the church is the body of Christ. 
Well, well that should increase our, our understanding of our inter- interdependence upon each other and our appreciation of the diversity of the gifts that God has given to his church. You know, as I think about that, I'm thinking about if all of us had the same gift. Let's say, for instance, all of us had the gift of preaching. This would be a miserable church, you know, because every one of us could be hardly waiting for our opportunity to use the gift that God has given to us, right? But God has given us a diversity of gifts so that, so that we complement each other and we work together as a team uh, for his kingdom. And so uh, that's what the value of these metaphors are, as the scriptures describe, so we have a better understanding of the church. And so our attention this week has been on the church. Um, And if the Lord tarries and God continues to direct, so perhaps next week when we gather together, we'll look closer at our church. And if you've been listening at all, you'll know that our church is similar to what we've been talking about here in our series called The Body of Christ. If you'd like to know more about our church, visit our website, highlands.us. You'll learn all about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, where this program originates, and you'll also get a chance to learn a bit more about our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely, and this radio broadcast as well. Again, that's highlands.us. And then come back and join us tomorrow as our studies in our series, The Body of Christ, will continue here on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.